Father, we thank you this morning for another great privilege to be with you, another privilege to worship, to sing your praise, to sing your songs, to sing to your name. We love that everlasting name, the name by which all the family in heaven and earth is named. It's worthy to be worshipped. We worship you. El Shaddai, we praise you this morning. We bring forth fruit of our lips, fruit of our hearts, giving thanks to you, King of glory. We reverence you, O God, the God of heaven, Lord of all the earth. We give all the praise unto your name. Father, thank you for the spirit of communion, the grace of fellowship which you've bestowed in our midst, the privilege of fetching out of your blessing, out of your blessedness. Father, we come again before you this morning for our soul to be enriched, for our soul to be blessed, that times of refreshing might rest upon us this morning. Thank you for the vehicle of the, the written word by which we access the spirit by which we are able to fetch of your spiritual bread that bread which cometh down from heaven father may the bread be broken to us this morning we're asking for measure out of your bread and drink from your cup out of the cup of the new testament which has been given father i thank you for anointing for utterance to speak the word to fetch understanding from the Spirit. I thank you for the help of the Holy Ghost to open the Scripture, to interpret the Word of God to our heart. Father, I ask, Lord, for a fresh oil to cause these materials to flow out of the realm of the Spirit and to permeate our heart, to soak our consciousness Father, to bring about a change. We bless your name. I ask, give every heart to grace to journey in your truth this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Please just welcome somebody and can have our seats. Praise the Lord. You're welcome, everyone. Welcome those who are able to join us online this morning. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Let's open our Bibles very quickly to the book of John chapter. Oh, sorry. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John. Praise God. Let's go to 1 John chapter. Amen. Let's see chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. 
Praise God. I'll read from verse 12. Amen. First John chapter 2, verse 12. It says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. The word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Praise God. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen. Amen. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that an antichrist shall come, even now there are many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. They went out that they might be made manifest, that they were not all. Praise God. They were not what? They were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lies of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is an antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Praise God. And whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is a promise. He has promised us even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. Praise God. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things. And is truth and is no lie. Even as it has taught you, then ye shall abide. Praise God. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence 
and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And if you know that he's righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Praise God. Amen. Go back. Let's go back to uh, verse 15. Praise God. Verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, they are not of the Father, but is of the world. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord. Verse 23. Let's read verse 23. It says that whosoever denieth the Son, the same had not the Father. He that acknowledged the Son had the Father also. Praise God. Amen. Whosoever denieth the Son, amen. amen, he had not the Father, but he that acknowledged the Son, praise God, had the what? Father. Had the Father. Or oh, that word acknowledge it, that means he, he that completes the knowledge. Yes. Mm. Now acknowledgement means the completion, right? You see, like Colossians chapter 3, to the acknowledging of the mystery of God and of the Father and of the Son. So, so he that when completes the acknowledgement and then to the Father, the God and the Father and of Christ. Christ yes. yes. And then it said in Christ, uh, what dwelleth the, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So the acknowledgement of uh, Christ um, fully gives access, praise God, to the acknowledging of the Father and of God. Amen. <coughs> So they say, if you deny the son, that you, the word deny means that you don't follow the son's provision. You don't come into the provision. You know, the son, the word son means provision. The son is what came out from God. God didn't need to have a son. God didn't have a son before, before he created. God did not, never had a son. You didn't see son in the beginning. Praise the Lord. So the word son is for, is for the provision. Is a provision that came. Remember Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Say for unto us. Say unto us. Praise God. Unto us what? Not unto God. Praise God. It wasn't, just, it wasn't because of himself. If it was just him, he doesn't need to have a son. He, just having a logos was enough for him. But unto us, a, a child was born, then a son. So the child was born so that his son can be given because a child must grow. The child is, who be, is to grow into a son so he can be given. So what is given is not a child. What is given is a son. Praise God. 
So the son is who can give access to the father. That's why he was given. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Amen. So, so you see why whoever will now deny the son, the same will not have the father. So without the son, praise God, you cannot have the father. Then verse 24 goes on. It says, let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. That if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, then you shall also continue in the son and in the father. Amen. Amen. You continue in the son and where? And then in the father. Praise God. When you have that which you have heard from the beginning, you will, and you, you therefore allow it to abide in you. Then you shall continue in the Son, and who? In who? In the Father. Amen. And verse 27, I said, But the, the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. Are you seeing that? Praise God. The anointing which you have what received of him abided in you. Praise God. That word which you have heard from the beginning is not talking about beginning of creation. It's just talking about from your beginning. There is Every soul has a beginning point. Right? You will say that sense in this verse. There is something called beginning. Even when they are speaking of people who were, who departed, read verse amen let's see verse 19 they went out from us but they were not of us am i correct for if they had been of us they would no doubt have continued with us but they went out that ye that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us so it means that these ones did not continue right praise god and in verse 24 they said, if that abide in you, which that, that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning, and if what you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, then you will continue. So those who did not continue with them are those who dropped what they had from the beginning. Praise God. So and this beginning here is the beginning of journeying. That's the meaning of this beginning. Beginning here does not mean Genesis chapter 1. It doesn't mean God created the world. Praise God. Anytime you hear beginning, we learn that thing so much in Sunday school, that we hear beginning. Okay, yes. Beginning, God created the world. Amen. Amen. So, but, but now with um, enlightenment coming, anytime you see any reference to time, you don't, most times, you know, it's about, okay, they are talking about soul time. So, so beginning, most of the time, talks about the beginning of soul, not some time thing. Yes. Praise God. The way last times does not mean maybe when they say end now. End time doesn't mean when the world will, balls of fire will fall from the sky and destroy everything. They're talking about beginning and soul, end of soul. Praise God. So every soul had a beginning point, a beginning of movement, a beginning of journey, a beginning of approach amen begin of coming that's the beginning point where the soul began to measure distance and journeying towards god praise the lord 
Uh, so what John is talking about here, this, uh, this conversation is a, high, is a high conversation. It's not a conversation for people who haven't journeyed. It's for people who, who began. And they've journeyed. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, that, so, you know, there are things that you still need to talk to people who have begun. So when, the problem is sometimes when it so begins, it thinks it has ended. <laughs> and a lot of times the soul just started. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and the journey of the soul is a very, very long journey. <laughs> Praise God. So, so when, the, when a soul has begun, and some, these souls, they haven't even just begun. They have actually gone quite far. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. They go quite, quite far. If you, if you check, the way you know is check his tenses, Right. Is tenses. It means you had a beginning. If you what you heard from the beginning, praise the Lord, Amen. So if you check those who he wrote to, yeah, I wrote unto you, children. I wrote unto you, young men. I write unto you, fathers. You see, all these people, they are people who have begun, and they have journeyed at a level. Some overcame already. Some haven't overcome. You see, he didn't write to babies. Praise God. He didn't write to babes. He didn't write to carnal people. Because carnal people are babes. Amen. Praise God. But, but children are people who have begun to journey. They've measured some distance from being babies. Praise God. And they have now begun to come into some measure of, praise God, Hallelujah. some measure of growth in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, we bless your holy name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Um, so, um, so this beginning, there were some, some souls who began and they left. Right? They left their cause, the cause of their journey. Amen. Amen. And, but John is now, is now teaching and he's bringing wisdom of, to keep a soul. That has started journey, and how that soul can come to the promise. That's verse twenty-five. The the purpose of continuing is to arrive at where, the as the promise. So verse twenty-four and twenty-five is saying that. So let that therefore, verse twenty-four, let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. So really, that beginning, what what ignites. The beginning in the soul is a hearing. Yes, sir. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Is the hearing that makes a soul journey. It, the soul has begun. Praise the Lord. The, and so you can, you can cite beginning point in the spirit. What's the beginning point? Can anybody tell me quickly? The beginning point of a soul. Tell me. The, the, praise God. Jimmy. Amen. It's entrance into light. Yes, sir. <laughs> praise God. Because entrance into light is the is when the fuel of journey yes, began to begin to be poured into the soul. Yes, Praise God. That is yes, the um, after being born again. The next thing, yeah. right? Is after being born again. The next thing, which is the sight for journeying. If you are born again, you cannot see. Yes, so after you are born again, after a while, you begin to see. Yes, the purpose of seeing is to walk. Yes, is so you can journey. Amen. Yes, so that point when sight comes is the beginning point. Yes, that's the point, amen, amen, from when the beginning of a, of a soul, a soul begins to journey in the spirit. So the, the beginning 
point of a soul is when, is the, is when the first hearing of the kingdom begins to land on the soul. So that's the, what is making reference to what you have heard from the beginning. There's a, what you've heard from the beginning. He said, let that therefore abide in you. Praise God. Amen. Let that therefore what? Abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. And if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, then you also shall continue in the Son. Praise God. They are talking about two levels of allocation for commerce. So there are those who have beginning hearing, beginning sight, beginning knowledge, but they have not, they haven't accessed the sun yet, the hearing of the sun. Amen. Amen. What did I say? Yes, sir. They haven't begun to hear the sun yet, but they've begun. The, 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 the ministry of the sun starts in the kingdom. The sun is a kingdom entity. And nobody can, can deal with the sun except they've gained entrance into the kingdom. But there's the word of the beginning that begins journey for his soul. Am I making sense? You, you hear the word who has trans- delivered us from the power of darkness. That's the book of what? Colossians chapter 1. Praise God. He delivered us from the power of darkness. Right. That is the entrance of light. After getting born again, then they open up time of seeing. That time of seeing is the beginning of deliverance from the powers of darkness. But you, by that time, you've not yet begun to deal with the sun yet. It's just the initiation. It's a, it's a measure of Christ that deals with a man before the man begins to become what? Begins to deal with the sun. Praise God. So, so you ask me, who is the sun? I'll tell you that the sun is the, is the dimension of Christ that is, you find in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? The Son is the dimension of Christ defining the kingdom. It means that Son means the, a birth has happened. Right? Of the soul. And we saw that the first birth of the soul is entering. Is the born of, born of water and of the spirit. That is the first level of sonship. Because the first birth has happened. It's entrance. So the first birth of the soul is what? It's an entrance into the kingdom. So that's, that's when you, he said he has, first of all, delivered us from the power of darkness, which began to happen for a while. Then after a while, he now translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Then when you continue in that kingdom, you now whom we've attained redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Praise the Lord. Uh, does that make sense to you? You see, it, it also, she also explain to you why you can't have access to blood with the outside the kingdom. Because blood in, involves birth. Blood means life. And, and God's life, that their blood, their life, the characteristic of their 
nature does not travel outside the kingdom. But there's something they let travel. It's called their water, which is the Christ, the, the portion of Christ without their DNA that can travel far outside the kingdom and meet a man where he is and tell you could begin to jump. Amen. Amen. Are, are you seeing that? Yes, sir. So that will tell you that. So Christ is the beginning of God. Amen. Amen. It's, the, it's, the, it's the beginning. Anybody who will be journey to, to God starts with Christ first. Then through Christ, you get born. Praise God. When you get born, you now begin to come into the realm of what? Of sonship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are we making sense? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Um, praise God. Hallelujah. So now that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody who has born, who's entered the kingdom is now a son of God. Yeah. You got I mean? yes. what I mean is that you've, uh, you've entered into the kingdom of his sons. Yes. It's when you've entered the kingdom of his son, you now begin to, to, to participate of the son's dominion. That is what gives birth to you to become a son. So after a while, you become a son of God. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So one of the, the first things the kingdom tries to do from the beginning is to make men sons. To make people become sons. The, the real marker of sonship, the real first marker of sonship is priesthood. In the Bible, sonship means priesthood. Praise God. But there is a preparation for priesthood, which is the realm you get into first when you enter into the kingdom. Does this make sense to us? Yes, Praise the Lord. Amen. Is this making sense? Yes, so he delivered us from the power of darkness first, which is a process. That deliverance is a process. What delivers is the word of the beginning. Amen. Amen. So, you know, there's beginning, right? The, the beginning in the Bible like, can mean different things. There's the beginning, Genesis in the beginning, amen, from the beginning. Then you have beginning in this sense that I'm speaking of, beginning of journeying of a soul. Praise God. Then you now have another beginning. is beginning of God himself. When you say, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. It's not this beginning. That's not what we are talking of now. That's a different beginning. That one is the beginning of God. To be, fra- to be frank, every nature in the spirit has a beginning. And an ending. Praise God. Are you, you get that? Every marker in the spirit, the sun, sonship has beginning. Christ has beginning. Even Jesus' nature has beginning. Amen. Amen. So, what this beginning now is talking about beginning of journeying of his soul. Amen. Is this clear? Yes. Sir. Okay. So, let's let's see that verse twenty four. Verse twenty four. Praise God. It says, "Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. Then, if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, then what will happen?" then you shall continue in the Son. So it means that what you heard from the beginning should connect the Son. 
Praise God. If you keep what you read from the beginning, then you will now continue in the Son. Now, and when a man continues in the Son, after a while, he will have the Father. To continue in the Son means not denying the Son. That's verse 23. Praise God. Then, when they don't deny the Son, after a while, they will have the Father. Amen. And then after the Father, then they will now arrive at the final thing, which is the promise which he had promised. Verse 25, which is eternal life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, Does this make sense to us? Okay. Okay. Now, but some went out and they did not continue in the sun. They didn't continue with us, right? So they started from the beginning. Then at some point, they, they dropped continuity in journeying spiritually. Verse 19. Uh, let's read from verse 18. Praise God. It says, little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that, that Antichrist shall come. That Antichrist... They didn't say the Antichrist. They, they didn't say what? The we know the Antichrist is a man, right? It's called the man of sin. But they said that Antichrist shall come. That Antichrist means a spirit that is Antichrist that will come. They now say that even now there are many Antichrists. So, antichrists, plural, will give birth to a spirit that is antichrist. After a while, the combination of it is that you will come into the, 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 the real actual person. It's called as a man, a, a stature. He who had wisdom, let him count. Let him know the number of the beast. It is the number of a man. Praise God. So that number of a man, see, a, a man means one man. It means a man is a stature of ungodliness. Praise the Lord. It means it will have all the, it will have all the composition of, of nature. Praise God. That is antichrist. But before that. You now have many antichrists. So many antichrists. When you begin to have many antichrists, that's how you know you are in the last time. Verse 18. Praise God. Amen. You begin to have many antichrists. That whereby we know it is the word. Whereby we know it is the last time. So the word antichrists. Um, it's talking about the, of course, we know it's the world, right? We, were, we read from, from verse 15. Um, John is teaching. He's teaching how worldliness transition into what? The stature of what? 
of death, of destruction, the stature of ungodliness. What what becomes that? Amen. Is so John is speaking to journeyers, people who are who are journeying in the spirit. They are not they are not babies. Some of them are children. Praise God. Many, I believe many of them must have been children. Praise God. Some of them have grown. They become strength. They become young men. Some of them, amen, have come into strength. Amen. And they are beginning to, they found cause in the word of God. Some of them have not fully finished the, the cause of the word of God. Some of them, they are still handling the word of God. Then you see maybe some who the word of God has abode in them. Then you now see there will probably have been some here who might have overcome already. The wicked one. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So, 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 John was writing to different souls. Different kinds of souls in their spectrum of journeying. And he's telling them something that... (laughs) We still need to talk to you about something called the world. <laughs> maybe you feel like Paul should have dealt with the world since. That maybe John should not need to mention the world at all. Maybe every single message of John will just bring one aspect of Lucifer. Maybe his, his feather, his right feather. And we need to teach, teach that right feather. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> or his left leg. <laughs> the title of this message is how to overcome Lucifer's left leg. <laughs> we feel like maybe that's all John because John has passed. Or, you know, he should be teaching only that. Amen. Amen. But John began to tell them, Oh, you children, young men, oh, our fathers, there's something called the world. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There is something. Let's read it again from verse 15. He said that, I I love love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If there is nobody who who should not hear this message, it doesn't matter how far you've journeyed. (laughs) It doesn't matter how spiritual you become, how even the more spiritual you are, the more you you need to hear it. Amen. Amen. Can you tell somebody, love not the world? Go, go closer, whisper it, just whisper it inside your ear. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So, and this world is ready to fall in love with you every time, every day, 24 7. Praise God. So, we have to keep telling you, even both the spirit, the carnal brethren, love not the world, the spiritual uncles, love not the world. Praise God. Amen. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man, it doesn't matter who you are, archbishop, bishop, priest, pope, general overseer, amen, apostle, prophet, if any man love the world, what happened? The love of the Father is not in him. You know, I love John. John, John included people who, who they felt has overcome. 
Hallelujah. Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> he makes sure he doesn't leave anybody in it. So if by chance, you know, some guys might feel they've overcome, but they've not really overcome. So he included them here. You guys who have overcome, you are, we praise God for your, for your life. You are young, you are strong, the word of God abides. In fact, you have overcome the wicked one. But love not the world. Love not the world. Love not the world. Praise God. There's something about the love of the world. It is something that that is hard for a man to shed. The love of the world. Praise God. Now the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, praise God, not some. Amen. What he's telling you is that all in the world is, is, is laced and latent and full and heavy and pregnant with three things. So there's nothing that is in the world, praise God, that doesn't have these things in them. So... So if a person grows and says, ah, I'm too, I am so spiritual now, so I have enough oil to handle things that are in the world. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So he says that you have to be careful of those things. Praise God. Um, for all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of your eyes, and then what? The pride of life. They are not of the Father, but is of the world. Are you seeing English there? You're seeing the, the way he wrote what he wrote there. He said that all that is in the world. He, he this thing should almost be very, very... Why should you even need to say this? It should be very, very clear. All that is in the world is not of the Father. But he has to still tell you. Because there are guys who can mistake things that are in the world. Praise God. There was a way the world, the world has an anointing to make men accept it. It is, the world is anointed to make men to do what? It can move. It can shift. It can morph. When a man is carnal, because the man is carnal, the world will bring carnal things. The world will come as carnality. Then when a man becomes spiritual, the world will become spiritual too and come as spirituality. Praise <laughs> God. Amen. But it is still, it is the world. Praise God. So, so he's saying that if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the loss of the, of the flesh and the loss of the eyes... And then the pride of life is not of the Father, but is what? But is of the world. Amen. Amen. And verse 12, the world passeth away, and the loss thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now are are there many Antichrists, praise God, whereby we know... That it is where? It is, it is the last time. Praise God. 
Um, then it says, they went out from us, okay? But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of what? They were not all of what? They were not all of us. doesn't mean all of them. It means that each, when you take each one, when you check him, you find that inside him, he was not all of us. So what makes men discontinue is that secret part they left. They did not allow the what? The love of the truth, praise God, according to Second Thessalonians chapter two, right? Because that is what produced the man of sin. Praise God, because they, they receive not the love of the truth. Praise God. So that love of the truth is supposed to permeate every every fiber of a man's soul. Praise God. What I say, the love of the truth is supposed to permeate every fiber, every part, everything inside a, a, a man's soul. Praise God. That, that thing is the, is the... When a person follows the true cause of sanctification, the, the true cause of sanctification is to make a man to change the inward content of a man. To change what is inside him completely. Because if, if you leave space inside the man, something will come and fill it. In fact, there's already something inside men that the Lord is trying to take away and is trying to remove. Amen. And, and you know what he's trying to remove are the loves that are inside men. Father, we bless your name. Praise God. Amen. Um, now, it says that they went out from us. They were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One and know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it and that, and that no lie is of the truth. Praise God. So Paul wasn't writing to them. Sorry, John wasn't writing to them because they don't know the truth. It wasn't about whether knowing the truth or not. That's not what the conversation was about. The concern was about those who know the truth, who still have some space in them. Uh, do you understand that? Are you seeing that? They, have, they know the truth, but they still have some space in them. They still have some space in them. There's something about in them that they have not fully given. And so when a man is not, you said if he's not all of us, Means he still has space on the inside that all of him hasn't received the love of the truth. That the proper person is, is still in danger. Amen. Praise God. That person is still what? In danger. You see, when 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 Paul when John begins in the second second uh, two letters, when he was writing to the to the in, you see in Second John verse one. Praise God. Praise God. You see the, the elect lady, yeah, down to the elect lady, right? Says, and her children, whom I love in the truth, 
who unto are not I only, but also they that have known the truth, for the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God, who the Father, praise God, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Son of the Father, in what? In truth and love. And I greatly rejoice that I found thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from who? From the Father. Praise God. Amen. Um, let's see from verse 6. It says, And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. Praise God. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus is come in the flesh, this is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourself that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. And whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. But he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father, Amen, and the Son. Praise God. Now, are you seeing that? So that word transgression... And then abideth not. That, the word abide has to do with fully coming into. Praise God. Amen. Fully coming into. You see that in First John chapter 2. Verse 24. Praise the Lord. He said that let therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. So, so really what you've heard from the beginning is, very, is the doctrine of Christ, right? That's what he was saying in Second John, that he that, abide, that transgressed and abided not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Praise God. So that which you have heard from the beginning, which you shall abide in, is Christ. And if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall also continue in the Son and then in the Father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Father, we bless your holy name. We give you glory. Um, so, um, the, the thing with the world is, there is, the world is, um, the world is the, the world is the provision of the devil. Satan made the world. That word, that spiritual uh, entity, system, or thing, praise God, we call the world. Amen. Amen. Um, he designed it. And he designed it in such a way that it has the ability to stick to a soul. It has the ability to just to, to marry a soul. It can just stick, amen. Like I was were saying things about this coronavirus thing, that what makes it so powerful is that it has a unique ability to attach itself to cells of people. So the more, that's why they were suspecting that was it made in the lab or something because they figured out that why is it attaching so perfectly? Normally, a virus should not be able to just attach that perfectly to a cell of a person. There should be some, amen. So. But because of the, the, what makes it so bad is how 
easily it can just attach so they feel that thing, there's an intelligence involved that's why they suspected that it was but it's, it's not it's not conclusive they don't know yet amen um but so you see the world the world has that kind it's like a virus it has a it has an, an attachment wisdom to attach itself to the life of a person so you see it was mentioned in the last one is it called it the pride of life praise god Pride. Normally, when you hear that word "pride of life," in it, if, if you feel it in the, in the natural, secular sense, it sounds like something that's good. Pride of life. Yeah, take pride in what you do. Take pride in who you are. Praise God. That sounds like a good word. In the word, the pride of life. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. But um, pride, the pride of life. Say pride. Pride. The pride of life. Amen. Pride of life is the pride of, pride of a man in his life. The pride, that word pride means, pride means the, the comfort. The, the word pride of life means more than someone who's just doing like this and just look for the, the proud look. High shoulder, just, I'm bigger than everybody else. Praise God. It's more than that. This word, pride of life. That one, that one is maybe a little, little, a little component of this kind of thing. This pride of life. Amen. The, the pride of life often does not manifest in that way. Now, when you, when you see a proud person, see that as a proud man, if you can detect it as a proud man, it's not really mainly proud, pride of life. Praise God. It's not, it's not too much of, of pride of life. It's going to be a little bit of it. Amen. But pride of life is a man's confidence in his life. A man's... A man's someone who has a pride of life. They... You can see someone now can be very humble, but they have a pride of life. What is the pride of life? It's the dependency on their life. The, the love of their own life. They've fallen in love with their life. They are, and they are proud of their life. Praise God. So that pride that a man takes in his own life, in his own way, that thing is the height of worldliness. The settlement of a soul into his life, a natural life, that pride, pride of life doesn't usually manifest towards men. It manifests, amen, a lot of times, what we, what we think pride of life is the one that shows. It's not pride of life. That thing is lust of the flesh. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's lust of the... What is it? It's that desire to be above everybody else. Desire that to be up there. Desire not to be like the other... That is just... It's the lust of the flesh. It's just the flesh lost. Amen. Most of the time, the one you de- that you detect easily... Right, but he talks very proudly as if he's all that. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes that is not necessarily the 
Amen. The pride of life. Pride of life is more sophisticated and subtle than that. The pride of life is not about how you feel about men. Pride of life is talking about a man siding with his life against the life of God. It's a man settling with his life as opposed to the life of God. Praise God. Is someone falling into loving his life. What does it mean to love your life? Loving your conversation. Loving your own person. Loving that as opposed to loving God. That's one of the signs you will begin to see in the end time. Praise God. A sign of loving. Amen. Praise God. So that, that thing is... Um, Amen. 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 Is when a person estimates himself based on natural, amen, just the natural standard. He has complete sufficiency in his own frame, who he is, his own person, his own way, uh-huh. as opposed to being, as opposed to a feeling of um, insufficiency in oneself, right, which drives a person to God. Uh-huh. So when the soul, that thing is is what the is what the the pride of life really uh, manifests like in a person. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And so so you find that that one especially can sometimes it, a, a person who loves it might not know that they are in love with something. Yeah. It's difficult to mm-hmm. to discern that you are in love with yeah. with. A thing you might not even you, I'm just living, no. I'm not, but if you check it, you're in love with your life. So, loving your life, so that thing called pride of life, it does the actual one. Even when you see, when you see a person is going into perdition, going into destruction, that's the main thing, that's the main area, that's the that's the that's the crowning. Point part of worldliness. It is the most spiritual aspect of worldliness. It's the most deceitful. It's the most indetectable. Amen. By the time that's why it's those kind of things is what opens the door to the nature of the Antichrist. Praise God. It's what opens the what? The door to the nature of the Antichrist. Amen. Amen. And so and that is what the the when the cup of the world has been consumed by his soul, the wine of the world has been consumed by his soul, just drinking, 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 drinking. Amen. Amen. And keep drinking. The the highest potential of that cup is to elevate the level of the pride of life. That is so harsh. How you detect pride of life is sense of independence from God. A sense of having a control outside of the the dominion of God. A sense of insufficiency. A sense of when you have a life that you 
when you have a life that you feel that you can live like this and you're okay, there's no part of it that seriously depends upon God. That's a sign of that. That's a sign of the pride of life, and that's the aspect. That's what the world, Amen, is really, really trying to get at. Amen. The purpose of the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, is to to develop the pride of life in a man. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh is. How the world comes to tell you, okay, ah, we can, I can give you this, so. The eye sees it. The man desires it. And the world says, ah, if you go for this thing, you can get it. Lost gets awoken. And the person is able to, outside of leading, now begin to gratify, allow the world to gratify its lust. Praise God. Amen. Whenever a person yields to lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, you've just had a, an installment of the pride of life. And, uh, the pride a man takes in his life are all the, is a series of every time the world has provided for the soul. By gratifying its lust. Then when the world is the world is a trainer of men, is is a culturer of a man. The, the world is just the spirit that wants to completely assure a man that he can live without God. He wants to completely convince a man with beyond reasonable doubt, like they say in the court of law. <laughs> What is beyond reasonable doubt that you are beyond your reason, the world has fully convinced you that in this world we have everything to gratify all your desires and everything that you will ever need. And so when a soul settles into that place, that's what you really call the pride of life. It's settling in on when you have when a soul becomes dependent on the world to to for its satisfaction. Are you seeing that? So are you seeing pride of life is not what we think it is. It has to do with a man's attitude towards dependency. Again, that's what pride is. Right? Pride is that, is, is, that, is that a man who is not, who doesn't, who, who severs dependency on God. Amen. So every lust of the eyes that is gratified in a man, lust of the flesh that's gratified in a man, are actually method of installing what the pride of life inside the soul. Mm. Praise the Lord. So every time, every time a soul takes a sip from the cup of the world, that word sip means you are, is getting satisfied in some way by anything that is, that is lustful. What is the meaning of lust? Lust just means something the, the spirit did not bring. Something that the, the spirit is not bringing. Amen. Praise God. Something that is not flowing from the spirit. 
that's not flowing from God, that, but rather that the world is bringing and through enticement, through seduction. Amen. Amen. And, that, and then the soul yields to it, goes after it, and receives it outside of the spirit. That is an activity of lust. Amen. There are different kinds of lust. It's not really lust that manifests in the flesh directly. Praise God. Lust of the flesh is more than what the body is just doing. Amen. Or it's, it's, it's more than sins of the flesh or sins of the body, like fornication and all those kind of things. No use of your body for them. Those are not sins that happen with the body, using the body directly, physically. Amen. But there are other lusts. Anything that is used to satisfy the, the natural man. Amen. That's used to satisfy who? The natural man. It falls under the category of loss of the flesh. And loss of the flesh and loss of the eyes, those two, they, are, they actually operate together. They, it's hard to, for one to operate without the, without the other. Praise God. The loss of the flesh. They see loss of the eyes. They see loss of the flesh. They said all these things are in the world. Lost of the flesh. The lost of the eyes. And then what? The pride of life. Now, eyes here is not just this, not these eyes. Amen. These eyes, eyes of the body. The world is not this body that the world. The world is after the soul. The, the disease that the world gives it is the disease of the soul. Are you seeing that? So the loss of the eyes means lost that is that is operated by sight. It's operated by sight. Amen. It's still a fleshly lost, but it's operated by what? By sight. And what is sight? Sight is what informs a man. It's through sight that information comes to a man. Praise God. What did I say? Information. So the, the soul of a man doesn't only see God. The, the soul of a man seals the world, sees the world more than it sees God. Right. The soul, in fact, every man is developed to see the world. We have capacity for sight. Amen. That is sight to, that is locked to the world. Is, the, is what the power of darkness does. To so lock a man's sight to the world that he shouldn't have difficulty in sighting the world. Praise God. The sight, he doesn't have difficulty in sighting the world. Just, someone can just come to someone he hasn't been before. In a little while, he just is able, he so begins to see. Uh, amen. The eye is seeing something. You can, say, you can take a flower and I'll show him money flower. Are you showing him that flower? The soul through that flower can see many, 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 many things. Praise God. Take anything. Show a man. Show a man a shirt. Through that shirt. That shirt can minister to him. And he begins to see many, many things. Amen. Just this shirt. By looking at a shirt, this, this soul can see a life. You can see a, a status. You can see a place. You can see. Are you seeing the loss of the eyes? 
Say lost. Lost, lost is lost. That was flesh and eyes. Just talking about his operation. But it's just lost. Lost is a thing in the soul. Lost means desire that is not implanted by the spirit. It is not the seed of God. What men should desire is what God planted inside him. In John chapter 15, he said, If you abide in me, my word abide in you. Then you ask me what you desire. So that, that's a different desire. And I will what? Uh-huh. And it shall be done, or it shall be given to you. Praise God. So that, so that one is a desire of the soul. That is a result of abiding. If you abide, and I abide in you, we are abiding together, then that abiding thing begins to generate desire. After a while, that desire will now be righteous desire. Yes. And when a, a desire that comes out of righteousness is being prayed, is a prayer of love. It's a love prayer. So every desire comes from a seed inside. Something, for a man to desire it, something is inside him that awakens desire. Are you seeing that? So that thing, so, so lost means any kind of desire of a man that is not that was not impregnated it's not come by the impregnation of the will of god that's what they are saying here that not love the world but all these things pass away but they that do it the will of god will abide forever praise god say will when i was a young believer god help god help me oh i thank god for a lot of things I thank God for a lot, a lot of things. Now I look back and I realize, hi, it's actually God that was actually helping me. At that time, God used people. God used people, a particular person especially, that God used. Amen. Amen. Because he, an, he, came, he has a special orientation from, in terms of milk of the word. Amen. That... Is helpful for preservation. Amen. And it helped me. It helped in terms of tuning the heart. Praise God. You know, that tuning is a rugged, a rugged, almost military-like mindset and resolve about God's will. About anything. I don't care about, is he about, is he shoe, sleep, anything? Is it the will of God? Is it by the Spirit? Did it come by the Spirit? Don't tell me I just no forget about that. It is by are you led by it? Are you getting me? Are you, are you, are you getting me? I'm not joking. it's not like a joke now, but that's that was how it was. That's how it was. Isn't spending money. You went to buy this. Amen. <laughs> right now, maybe that's one thing. Maybe if you ask my wife that I don't spend money. I don't, I don't spend money. It's hard for me to just say, ah, let me just go and buy this thing. Maybe I'm walking through a store. Oh, let me just, why am I buying it? What's, what's the point of... Amen. <laughs> Are you getting me? And the, the, those things came from orientation. Because I, 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 anything a man is doing, a, a person spiritually, this is when you are beginning to grow spiritually, you should be able to discern when something comes, do this. Where is it coming from? They must, they must be able to trace it where is that impulse coming from. Yeah. You know, some of us, we just do things. We, 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 we feel it's normal. The world makes us feel like it's normal. To just act on impulses. 
Get this. Do this. Go there. Do this one. Get that one. Say this one. Say that. Do this. Praise God. Even, in, even when it comes to words, how you use words. Amen. You don't just say things anyhow. You have to be you have to be led to say things. You have to constantly. That was my growing up spiritually. Every, from morning to night is a constant battle for inward alignment. What's the spirit saying? What's, are you getting what I'm saying? It's, it's not. Um, <laughs> so, so that, that thing is an, is, a, is an orientation that is actually a def, defense. Amen. Against, the, the, against worldliness. All, most of the problems that we get into, especially young people, it came from just doing something you just felt like doing. <laughs> you just felt like doing. You just felt like, I just felt like calling this person. I just felt like gisting with this person. I just felt like going to this person's place. I just felt like hanging out with this person. I just felt like doing this. Amen. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? But we don't know. There's nothing like that. You just felt like things have sources. They have impulses of a man. Have what? They have sources. And the person who's just been raised by the world, which all of us, when we come to God, we will be our children of the world. We are under the prince of the power. You are the quick and you are once dead in trespasses and sins. In which, in which, you, in which you once walked. According to the cause of this world. It's a cause. It's just a, it's a cause. You once walked there. Don't, nobody should come and feel, feel like they didn't walk. We're masters of that cause. That was our natural way of walking. According to the cause of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The same spirit. That now walk it in the children of disobedience. It walk it in them. It makes them do disobedience. Their natural doing is disobedience. So when someone gets born again, comes into the, the Christian fold, and it's time to begin to journey in the spirit, some Christians feel that, you know the way you were before in the world, that you just do what you felt like doing. That you can just come, and, and because you know some revelation, you think you can just be living like that. So you can have revelation and you are still walking according to the cause of this world. To, to deliver a man from that cause, it takes fight. There must have been a season in a, in a person's life. Now there will be a time when you go where the impulses of the spirit will settle. Where it becomes more natural for you to walk in the spirit. Are you getting But that doesn't just happen. You don't just coast into that. There must have been a time when you, you were subjected under discipline of the Spirit. Strict discipline of the Spirit. What was the purpose of discipline of the Spirit? Is to, to dissociate and kill obedience to lust. Praise God. Is to what? Make all the appoint, lost appointment begin to disappoint. Some of us have schedule, lost schedule. <laughs> Around this time, we do this. And every time that time comes, you show up, you're always there. Lost, amen. But it only goes after now, begin to train you. We are not going today. We are not doing today. We are not obeying today. We are doing something different. What does the Spirit have for today? What does the Lord want to do today? What is the leading of the Spirit? What's the impression on the heart of God? 
if you don't if you don't if you're not sure about it you pray and pray and pray that's the that's the that's the exercise of the soul and of the spirit you pray and pray and pray and until you got a breakthrough amen anybody who will be used by god who will walk with god this thing must be inside you it's like a, it's, it, it's like a it's like a gps radar instrument that everyone must develop it takes time to develop it if that thing is not well developed inside a man or it's 40 or it's not even there and the person wants to begin to operate in spiritual things you will cause harm havoc problem every time they'll be solving your problem that you've caused <laughs> praise god why because you are you are trying to operate in a spiritual arena and you don't have a navigation instrument on the inside of you praise god Amen. And these things are, are important. Anybody who wants to grow in God, you want to find a place in God in terms of maybe serving God, anything like that, especially any kind of spiritual service. Like Paul was telling Timothy, well, we warned him, don't ever put a novice in office. Mm. Who is a novice? A novice is somebody who has not gone through spiritual training. Mm. Yeah. Imagine somebody who the world is controlling. You bring them, oh yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Amen. What do you say? say? After a while, they become overcome with pride. Yeah. What is pride? They begin to do things by themselves without fear. Mm. You know, that, that fear of this little, little thing, no matter how little it is, what is the Spirit saying about this thing? Amen. Yeah. I think that, that, that attitude, that thing is a great thing mm. for safety of people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, so, you, so you, that's why you, like, you can see somebody who is a Christian and then they, they just, uh, who is misbehaving and say, ah, why are you doing this? Ah, they, they, they can't give answer. It's not that they went and planned to do something bad though. But it's just that they've just, they are, the only way they know how to be led is to be led by what? Lost. To be led by what? Just do what I feel. Do what I want to do. Just go and get. Are you seeing that? So you see that attitude. It ha- in little things, you see that attitude. It works. It has the world for you. In big, mighty things, it also works. You see, lost, lost of the eyes, lost of the flesh can drive ministry. You see, multinational ministry. We have branch here. We have branch here. You check, if you check the arrangement. That is not what the spirit wanted to do. Is the lost lost can overtake. Let's expand. Let's get this. Let's get that. Let's, you know how many of you know that lost can do evangelism? Let's populate. You know, we are going to populate this place. Do you, do, you, do you believe that? Do you believe that lost can desire to get people saved? Yes. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So. So, so you're not seeing every level at those mag- mega big scale. Then I at little because of course everything that gets happens on that scale started with little. It started with men who God never baked in His oven, who are premature, and then who began to work for God. And after a while, they begin to use laws to do things. Amen. Praise God. And and lost is a 
lost is an agent of dominion. Yes. Lost is an agent of dominion. Anywhere lost is, it wants to take over. It's for it's to dominate. That's the nature of the of lost. Amen. It's, it's for dominion. It wants to dominate. It wants to dominate the life. It wants to rule. Amen. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Praise the Lord. So so you see lust of the flesh, and you see then lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and uh, then the it's uh, it it what it fully supplies energy for what for the pride of life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. One of the operation of lust and the way it, it operates is, or what it wants to achieve is to remove souls from under their from their cause or their cause of submission to the spirit of God. Submission to the spirit of God and then submission to the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And of course, we know if we've, we've, we've thought about this before, the antidote to that is the holy unction. That which the purpose of the holy unction is for to make men. The holy unction operates to bring instruction, and the purpose of instruction is to is, is is to do what, to make his soul abide or to bring obedience. Right, is to the power of the unction is to make men obey something. How do to how do you make them obey? Make them reach in first revelation of it, in the knowledge of it, amen, and then make them strong in obedience. That's the unction, and so that thing summarizes the provision of Christ to his soul, which is provision of grace for his soul. Is is revelatory grace, and then grace for obedience, that. The soul has. Amen. Amen. So this unction or this provision of Christ is what will save a man from the cause of the world. Where lusts of men is driving a man to. It is a man being exposed to the what to the dealings of the unction. They call it unction in verse twenty. And then they call it the anointing, verse 27. Amen. Amen. That anointing that which you receive of him, which abide in you, and you need not that any man teach you, 
but at the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth and is no lie, even as it has taught you, then you shall do what? Abide. You shall abide in him. As that anointing has taught you, you shall abide in him. Praise God. So that anointing is what he said you, you have received of him. The anointing you've received of him is what is flowing from Christ. Christ is the anointed one. The anointed one is the person who has the antidote to the wine of the world or to the anointing of the world. What is the anointing of the world? It is the anointing that men are carrying that makes them fulfill lusts. Men are anointed to lust. They are anointed. It's an operation of an anointing that makes men fulfill lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the what? And the pride of life is a spirit. Anointing means it's a measure of a spirit that is operating in a person that makes a person serve lust. Praise God. Um, but there is another anointing. It's called the anointing of Christ, which the anointing which you have received of him. That anointing is, is what, um, praise God, that anointing is also the is also the servant of the dominion of the kingdom of God. The way the, the wine of the world that the, that the woman serves, that Babylon serves, is what enforces obedience to loss. The anointing of Christ is what enforces what? The doing of the will of the kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. The anointing of Christ is what enforces, amen, the doing. Because it is, when you don't love the world, not the things that are in the world, amen, those things that are in the world will pass away. The lost, the world and is lost. But they that do it, the will of God, will abide forever. Amen. amen. So, but what supplies doing? What supplies strength? Ability for doing of the will. Praise God. Remember that the purpose of doing the will is for the possession of the kingdom. Or for abiding in the kingdom. Amen. Yeah. Are you seeing that? Yeah. So, but the wheel, what manages the wheel, what operates the wheel is the anointing. So, so when you cite the, when you cite the dominion in the spirit, when you cite the, or rather, let's say you cite the king, because the king is where dominion flows from. Amen. Yeah. When you see him, what you see is his anointed. Is you see his anointed nature? Praise God. Yes. You see his anointed nature. Uh, that nature is the the reason for that nature. As that nature, the or the anointing upon him, as it flows to men. The reason why it, it flows to men is to is to help men to praise God is to help men to to break the power of lust in the soul because lust is what binds men to the kingdom of darkness amen lust is what that loss means they are is a almost like covenant, something that they have 
they are the soul as is sworn to do the soul continuously amen the soul continuously desires amen How many of you are, are you seeing lost in terms of what the heart wants? Don't always think lost as outward fleshy, flesh, carnal sins. No, think about lost as what the heart wants. Yes, Amen. Someone with lust can come now and be talking. You you cite this soul as resolved in something. That resolve is how to break it. It's lost. When you are bringing what you are bringing revelation. You say, okay, your revelation. Put it somewhere. That soul is bound to something. It is the will has been set concerning something. Amen. That, that setting, that arrangement of the will, that bring anything you want to say, we will do this thing in the end. Amen. You know, their soul, soul can take that position. You talk and talk, okay, but there's something the soul has decided it's going to do. When you really check later, it still did that thing. That is the power of lust. So you see, that thing is what makes a soul not able to, to, to enter into the dominion of God. Because the soul already has agreement somewhere with another will. His soul has already, already almost sworn and, and has allegiance to another will. And then God cannot have dominion over such a soul. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Does, that, does that make sense? So, this uh, ministry of the, of the kingdom, amen. amen, one of the main purpose of the anointing of Jesus, his anointing, he has that anointing right now, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, praise God, is an oil he has that is actually flowing. Amen. And one of the things that it's operating for is for to deliver his body, his people, from the, uh, their commitment to lusts, from their commitment to, and to the kingdom of darkness, to the power of darkness, to the cause of this world. You have to deliver souls from, from what? From the cause of this world. Deliver souls from the life they've settled for. The life that they've settled, that they are going to live, that they are, that they are their purpose, their plan, everything they've settled to do. To be able to deliver, break that thing. is a serious war. And Jesus is fighting that war right now. And that's the operation of bringing his enemies under. Praise God. Yes. So if you ask me, what is Jesus' what is the war he's fighting in, in, right now in the spirit? Is how to get his people to fall in love with him because he wants to marry a bride right now that bride is not in love with him that bride is has lost for another thing amen praise god is in is in a life of fornication with the amen see that woman see the kings of the earth fornicate with her that those kings they extend their own praise god now Praise God. Um, so, so he is, his war, this is what Jesus is doing, what he's fighting. You know, he's a king right now. 
And part of it, he, what he's doing according to First Corinthians 15 is that that First Corinthians 15 said he must reign. He must reign until he has put what all under his feet. And those enemies is that he is he's fighting to reign. He's inside his soul to defeat the dominion, defeat what the kings who serve fornication, what they have given to souls that fights the souls from loving him. Praise God. Is a, is, so that is the reign of Jesus. How he wants to reign in men until he has put down the enemies. And those enemies, when you talk about the kings, the kings that extend wine to souls, that makes souls lost after things, lost after the things of this world. Those kings are, they have, they have actually, they are, uh, many of them are re, re, almost reprobate. Many of them have already sworn and decided this is where we are going to. We don't care about it. Amen. I mean, I mean the, kind, the kings that serve the, the kings that serve the wine. Of loss, are you, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What are these kings? Who are, who are these kings? The the kings who portray the lost, who demonstrate the loss that all the men are lusting for. Are, are you getting me? The life that a man will resolve and say, "I want this thing. I'm going to get it." Where did they see it? Okay. Are kings? Those are people. The people who fl- who brought that life and set it as an achievement. Those who define what men should go for. Those are the those ones they are are you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So those ones they are bent on how the world should go. Are you getting me? They have settled it, uh-huh. they have taken counsel against the God, against the Lord. Amen. They are they are they are anti the dominion of Jesus. And many of Jesus' people are in love with them. Many of the... Imagine the wife that Jesus should marry are in love with his enemies who have taken counsel against his dominion. So what we like... We don't like Jesus. We don't like his... We don't even like how he smells. But we, we are in love with the other one. We love the... The purple. Some souls are even beginning to love the scarlet. We love the. Do you see how that woman was decked? All kinds of gold and jewelries and everything. What was that for? It's for to, as for enticement. Am I correct? Souls who are loved. So we have saints who love the world. Praise God. We have saints who do what? So how do you know a saint that, that loves the world? Praise God. We've seen it before. We've said it before. But one minute, sometimes they might not be gathered. Then one of the signs, a, a main sign is that they don't have the daily sacrifices which should be going up and no longer going up. Why? Because of love for the world that is inside the soul. So they don't savour the things of God. They savour the things of men. So what is savour? They, they love it. They like it. 
the, it, is, it is fashionable to their soul. Imagine the word being fashionable to the soul of a saint. It's, an, it's a bad thing. Amen. Amen. The, the, the fashioning of the world can appeal to a man. And that, when that thing is there, it can make the soul not like the fashion of Christ. Because Christ has his own fashion. He has his own fragrance. He has his own aroma. Amen. And that aroma and the smell of Christ, praise God, is the smell of his dominion. Let's see. Let's see um, Psalm 45. Praise God. Psalm 45. I'm just going to try and just finish very quickly as soon as I can. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 45. Let's read quickly. It says, My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My pen is the pen of... My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Guard thy sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. We saw that this riding prosperously is talking about his prosperity inside the soul. So this is speaking about the king. The king is the one who should have the dominion inside the soul of every saint. He should have taken dominion. He should take dominion inside the heart of every believer. Praise God. And so he's saying here that in, because of truth and meekness, when he can institute truth and then institute meekness and then righteousness inside his soul, then he rides prosperously. That is his prosperity inside the soul. Amen. And the right hand shall teach you terrible things. And arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. Amen. Whereby the people fall on that day. Thank you, Father. So that word, his arrows, means his attack. Amen. They are sharp in the heart of the king's enemy, his weapons. Then verse 6, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Verse 7. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God thy God has anointed thee with the oil of gladness. Above what? Above your fellows. Then verse 8. You now see he has a fragrance. It says all thy garments smell of mire and aloes and cassia. Out of the ivory palaces where by they have made thee glad. So now you now discover that this smell, what is this smell? Is the smell of the anointing. Because when they made the anointing oil, these are the, the spices that they use inside. Are you seeing that? So this is talking about the fragrance of Christ. And now we're going to speak of, of course, his attraction to the king daughters uh, amongst honor, honorable women. Uh, the right handed. Uh, upon the right hand, they stand the queen in gold of offer. Praise God. Um, so, so there's what you call the, the fragrance of Christ. Um, the, the, the wine of the world and the fragrance of the world is, a, is anti the fragrance of Christ. That's the meaning of being an anti-Christ. Anti-Christ, the world embodies the spirit of the antichrist it doesn't it doesn't manifest antichrist initially but as it develops it begins more and more to manifest the nature when it begins to sh- to fully manifest antichrist nature 
at that point, you now know you have, it has crossed into the last times, as First uh, John chapter two says. Praise God, Amen. Amen. So say Antichrist. Antichrist. Antichrist means he's anti the Anointed One. He's anti his dominion. He's anti his anointing. Amen. The world makes it so not stay under the under the anointing. The so the world makes it so not love the anointed life, not love the anointed way, because the anointed life is the dominion life. Is when a soul is able to stay under the anointing, the soul is able to perpetuate abode in the cause of the will of God. When you move outside the anointing, you can you find we doing will um, difficult because the foil of grace, the foil of spirit, that's supposed to that's supposed to uh, enforce and to make and to execute obedience is not is not there anymore. So you see that the, the power of seduction of the world is to draw soul outside the anointed atmosphere. Draw the soul outside the, the vicinity of the anointing. Bring the soul. Get the soul far enough where it can't smell the smell of who? Of the king, of its king. The person who should dominate the soul. Amen. The, and when you take the soul far enough after a while, it begins to savour the other things. And the savour of the world are those things which you say, the things which be of men. The soul begins to savour those things. Amen. Amen. If a soul leaves the anointing for a while, the longer they stay outside the anointing, conversation begins to change. Things begin to change. Some things they couldn't say before, they can now say it. Things they were afraid of before, they are no longer afraid of it. They can, the nature of blasphemy develops outside the anointing. The outside the anointing of Christ, you move the soul into a place where it's like you, the soul has entered the world's school. The world begins to train, begins to culture, begins to teach, teach you what enforce lust. You see, praise God. When a soul comes out from under the anointing, he begins to do his lusts. So the, the place of the anointing is a place of the is the is a place where the program of the kingdom, the will of the king, is still is still in force. Amen. Amen. That is that anointed and place. Say unction. unction. You have an unction. You have an anointing. It's the the unction is the teaching environment for the soul. Is inside the, the, the world of the unction. That's where they cure worldliness. That's where they heal the soul from lusts and from things that the soul has fallen in love with. Amen. If the soul is brought out of the, the realm of the unction, what happens? The soul, you've brought the soul outside provision for healing of the soul. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So this, this, this king 
should prosper. One of the things the anointing does is to is is the purpose of the anointing is to actually, and this is the purpose of God bringing the kingdom to men is to save men from the wrath of God. Because after a while, the wrath of God will begin to be revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men, especially those who held the truth in unrighteousness. Those are the people who receive not the love of the truth. That's Romans chapter, chapter 1. Praise God. They receive not the love of the truth. Amen. Those people in Second Corinthians chapter 2, those, they say that he will, with the breath of his lips will he slay, what? Or the rod of his mouth, sorry. With the rod of his mouth will he It will consume them, sorry, with the the brightness, let's see, Second Thessalonians, of his coming. Amen. The, let's see, what verse is that? Verse 8, praise God. Let's see, for the mystery of iniquity doth already walk. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed. Now, when the wicked be revealed, and who the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the workings of Satan with all power and, and signs and lying what? Wonders. Praise God. So, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And with all deceivable of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. See, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions, that they should believe a lie. Praise God, that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in what? Unrighteousness. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Now, if you ask me, what is Satan? What does Satan want to do from to man? Of course, he wants to get man to destruction, right? What is destruction? Destruction is a point where a person can no longer respond to the saving signals of God. You can no longer. It's like when you go far away from an antenna, let's say a radio station. When you, the closer you are, the bright, the clearer the signal, you, you can get it very well. As you keep going farther and farther and farther, it begins to... Uh, uh-huh. There can be a time where it completely disconnects. It's out of the realm of coverage entirely. When it's out of the realm of coverage entirely, it's not that the antenna doesn't want to communicate. It's blasting at high frequency. But you've just gone beyond a point where you can hear anymore. That is, and Satan's job is let us push souls there. Let's just keep pushing souls. That's the, the world is getting souls there. Amen. And this is one of the, the things about the world. And, this, and the Lord has been saying this and saying this. Is that any soul who is under the world and who is following the world. Amen. You are moving at a much faster pace than you think you are. 
That's what Jesus was teaching about the way that leadeth to. There's a, it says, narrow, straight is the gate. Narrow is the way that leads to life. But the other one is broad, wide. It's easy to go. Are you saying? It's not the same thing. So when a soul, a soul feels, oh, I'm, just, I'm just worthy a little. That soul that feels I'm just worldly a little is very, very, very worldly. And it's closer to destruction than he thinks. That's the Bible. Amen. When you say worldly soul, a worldly soul is not just a little disobedience. Now, that little disobedience you think is little is part of the program of the world. The fact that you feel it's just a little thing is part of the world at work. To make you feel it, it doesn't mean it. it just doesn't time. Let, let's imagine what kind of mind you think Judas had. When after after a point, you know, I mean, some, somebody if, if I didn't do it, someone else would have. Did, man, man, might have. He would have still died anyway. I mean, just Judas must have been hearing that Jesus was saying, "I will die. I will go to the cross." Maybe someone oh, Well, he's still going to die anyway. So I might as well just take the money. It's not that big a thing. It's not that big. He even came and kissed him. Just betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? Imagine the mind he had. He came and hugged and kissed. That's how he betrayed Jesus. What, what happened to him? Have I not chosen you to have one of you is a devil? Do you think he knew he was a devil? <laughs> Left to him, he felt like he, he is even better than most people because at least he is close to Jesus. The fact that he is even close means that, <laughs> at least me, I'm among the 12 now. So even if this is just a little sin, I will just commit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Something was talking to him. Something was, was inside his... Are you getting what I'm saying? He didn't know how far he had gone. There's nobody who is, who has, who is drunk with the wine of the world who knows the severity of their position. In the spirit, who knows how much danger you are? You are not capable of of registering the sense of danger that the soul is in. Praise God! What I see, the person is not capable of what. The strength of danger. So what the devil is doing is just that. Push men closer. Just keep them closer. Push them. Push them. After our lady, let's push them to a point where they can't hear anymore. And when his soul cannot hear God anymore, that soul has been destroyed. And that soul will be consumed by God. Such a soul will have its part in the lake of of fire. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let, let's see. Just try and close. Let's see Psalm chapter 1. Very quickly. Psalm chapter 1. Praise God. Okay, let's see Psalm chapter 2 instead. Psalm 2. Yeah, they say amen. amen. It says, Why do the heathen rage? The heathen means the Gentile. 
right there. That's the Gentile soul. Praise God. So they are the Gentiles. Amen. And those souls have kings. So this heathen means worldly souls. Souls that have a worldly disposition. Praise God. This is why do the heathen rage? Why do, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that seated in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I, have I set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I will give thee hidden for thine inheritance, and for the, and the uttermost parts of the earth for, his possession, for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with what? Trembling. Verse 12, kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, and his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Praise God. So that word, kiss the son, say kiss the son. Verse 12, Lest he be angry. That word angry is talking about wrath. It's talking about his wrath. Amen. Amen. This is not saying, come and kiss me, or else I I won't be happy with you. This is talking about, what he's saying here is, is, is fall in love with him. That word kiss is talking about how you connect, you connect his, his, how you, is how you fall in love. The The purpose of kissing is to fall in love. In Song of Solomon, say, "Kiss me with the kisses of your lips, for your what? Your love is better than wine." So you tap his wine through kisses. Praise God. So what is it? Kiss the son, lest because if you don't fall in love with him quickly, there will there is coming a time of the revelation of wrath, and those wrath that revelation of wrath is coming to souls who refuse to. The souls, they gave every opportunity to love him. And they never loved him. Amen. And for souls, the time of falling in love, every soul has an appointed time and grace given. The season is a window in a soul. It's time to sow this time to fall in love. Because that falling in love is not up to you. It's according to provisions. Amen. It's according to provision, timing. There's a time heaven will open to a soul. It's now time for you to fall in love. Oh. We are bringing the provision. We, are, we have brought your own, your own cup of wine. This is your, it's time to drink your cup. Take your cup and fall in love. Amen. So while it's your time to fall in love, you should what? You should fall in love. Because at the end time, there's a program to do away with things that are not in love with God. Because God will not be fighting war forever. Mm -hmm. Amen. The purpose of our lifetime, especially when times of visitation 
of heaven is coming is so that souls can begin to depart from the lusts of the world and depart from all other lovers. Amen. Amen. Say, love not the world. Love not the world. Not the things that are what? But rather, who should you love? Fall in love with Christ. Fall in love with his smell. Fall in love with his aroma. Fall in love with his anointing. Fall in love with his spirit. And then love his dominion. Love his will. Love his ways. Amen. And obey him. Praise God. In, in John chapter 14, he said, If a man love me, he will do, he will keep my commandment. He said, After a while, then I will love him. He said, My father also will love him. We will come to him and make what? Our abode with him. I pray that will be our portion. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you today. We give glory to your name. We worship you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. Father, thank you for reminding us concerning our, your desire to be in love with us and your desire to break every other love, every other thing that we've fallen in love with that is contrary, that's opposing our love for you, our desire for you. Father, we thank you because you are bringing deliverance. You are, Father, actually separating our soul from all other lovers and everything in us, Lord, that does not align with your kingdom and align with your dominion. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are, you are going to give birth to us afresh. We are going to come into a new season of being in love with you. Amen. Being under your anointing. Falling deeper and deeper and deeper in love with you. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. I pray for everyone right now under the sound of my voice. Those who are just saying, Lord, I just need more grace. I just need more help. I just need to give me grace to fall more in love. I ask you release that grace right now. Father, as many souls who are saying, Lord, bring me. I want to come again under the unction. I want to find my place back under the anointing. The place where your will flourishes. Where my heart is just set and bound to do your will. Father, I pray for every such soul. I ask that there will be such a visitation of your anointing, of your oil, of your grace. Jesus, out of your fullness, may you begin to give unto every one of us. Thank you, our Lord. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine for you dwell between the cherubim. Shine for.